Hey, Glassers. The episode that you are about to hear is very special for a couple of reasons. One, it was recorded before the pandemic. It's like a magical time capsule before the world turned into a dumpster fire. That's why we don't mention quarantine, and that's why this episode was recorded live in the studio. The second reason is that it is a Max Fun Drive episode. That's right. It's finally time for the Maximum Fun Drive, the second best time of the year after Halloween. It's uh, (laughs) the best time to sign up to support us in uh, every single month because you actually get gifts. You get things in return. And not only that, but because it is Thursday, the day that Reading Glasses is released, uh, we are offering something very special just today if you give today on July 16th. And that is if you give today or upgrade your membership and ask us for a book recommendation, we will send that book recommendation to you. That's right. Just send us your receipt. Send us the receipt. And, and we will send you a book recommendation tonight on our Instagram live at 7 p.m. Pacific time. We are going to be giving out these recommendations live. We're really excited about it. Yeah, uh, and if you and don't want yours be- to be live, that's fine. We will email it to you. Just let us know. Um, but yeah, we will do it tonight live. But if we don't get to yours, we will also just send it to you. We are going to cover all of them. It just may take a second depending on how many people actually do this. <laughs> And get weird, get specific. We are here for you. We are book recommendation experts. We are ready to give you whatever book you are looking for. Uh, just all, again, all you have to do is send us your receipts, whether you sign up or you're upgrading. You go to maximumfund.org slash join right now to get a book recommendation and to help us keep making the show every week by supporting us every month. So that's maximumfund.org slash join right now. And tonight at seven o'clock, uh, Pacific time. We're going to be going on our Instagram and, and doing some live book recommendations. You're listening to Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm author, filmmaker, and book devourer, Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're discussing bad reading habits with actor, director, writer, and co-host of Literary Disco, Writer Strong. But first, what are you reading, Bria? I finished this book that I thought was fantastic called Nothing to See Here by Kevin Wilson. I saw you post about that on Instagram. Oh, wow. Oh, (laughs) wow. A book made for me. Um, It is about um, a woman who, um, a woman named Lillian who goes to this boarding school and she doesn't, she doesn't have the money. She doesn't, but she ends up at this boarding school because she got a scholarship and um, it's awesome for a little while and she meets this roommate Madison and they're the best of friends and then basically something happens and she gets kicked out of the boarding school and so she has to go back to her life where she lives with her mother who is not really all there all the time and um, uh, she goes back to like working like a crappy day job and never having enough money and blah 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 cut to many years later she gets a call from Madison and Madison's like they've kept in touch over the years but she's like I'd like you to come work for me and she's like okay great this is great I'm gonna go live in this like fancy mansion house with this girl who like I used to be friends. Madison's married and has kids now, but I'm going to come and work for her. And like, this is going to be life changing for me. And she goes and Madison's like, cool. I want you to be like, you know, the governess of my, of these kids that my husband had in his first marriage. Oh, that never goes well. But the only thing is these kids, every time they get upset, they catch on fire. They spontaneously combust. They don't die. They just catch on fire. Oh my God. I love this book already. And it's about her, her being with them. And it's crazy. So her, so Madison's husband's a politician and they have this other child and like she just, they are worried about these two kids because the kids are coming to live with them and the kids literally just come like ignite when they get upset and they get upset all the time. (laughs) So it's crazy. It's a really interesting book. It's a one-off, just a kind of a story about female friendship and sort of also a story about the complications of motherhood, um, you know, depending on, like ad- like adopted mothers or mother or like from previous families and like and blending families and how complicated that is but it is also about children who catch on fire which is Love just really it. joyous uh i mean it's horrible but it's like when you read it you're just like this is insane it's insane and fascinating and like also probably a metaphor i'm not a mother but i think if you're a mother you would read this and be like yeah that's what it's like when children start screaming um <laughs> oh my god um, i Amazing. Super loved this book. I got through it so quickly. You can read it really fast because it's just like a really fun read. Um, What are you reading, Mallory? So I have a dupe for everybody. Ooh. Our first dupe. A dupe, which was what we're calling books like other books. 
that, but that are different in a fundamental way. And yes. I have a, an I'll Be Gone in the Dark dupe. <gasps> Go on. So it's called The Third Rainbow Girl by Emma Copley Eisenberg. And it is a true crime book about a murder that happened in Appalachia, Appalachia in the 1970s. And uh, these two women were found murdered uh, when they and, like they were kind of like hippie girls and they were on their way to this big hippie gathering that was in this very small town in Appalachia in West Virginia. Um, and there was this it like exploded this small town because no one could figure it. They, everyone thought it was lo- like local people. Um, some people thought it was somewhat like someone from outside the town. And, but the reason why it's a dupe is because it is, it's a true crime book, but it's just, it's not scary at all. Ah. It is not, it doesn't focus on the, like there's a few small moments in the book where it talks about the murder, but it's like really tame. And part of it is like the right, the, the, um, the author is a writer and she spent a lot of time uh, working with like a, a girls camp down in West Virginia, which is how she found out about it. But she's from Brooklyn and it's like a lot of it is part is a lot of it is her memoir living down in Appalachia in like this community that she's from New York City. So like just a totally different world and trying to get into this mindset of like not othering, you know, a lot of people, mm-hmm. like a lot of it is a history of West Virginia and how a lot of people have come, come down there and like wanted to help quote unquote help them but they've actually completely exploited them right so it's her memoir of like why you know how should i write this in a way that isn't looking down on these people but like is really accepting their way of life and so if you really want to read i'll be gone in the dark but it's like there's too much you know there's no sexual assault in this book Mm -hmm. um like there actually there's one moment that is a little bit it's like an almost sexual assault but it's not it's it's not like not nearly at the level of I'll be on in the dark. So if you want to get want to read something like that and it just came out and it's a buzzy true crime book. So if you are like a, a kind of a true crime weenie, but you want to get into that community and you want to be part of that, those conversations, the third rainbow girl is perfect for you. The writing is absolutely amazing. Um, so that's the third rainbow girl by Emma Copley Eisenberg. And mine is nothing to see here by Kevin Wilson. So we want to take a moment to share some listener feedback. Jocelyn wrote in about bringing things other than books to a signing. Hi, your podcast has addressed a couple of times what to do if you're an e-reader or a library book reader and you go to a book signing. I just wanted to throw out there that I once brought a library book to a book signing. It was pretty clear that it was a library book because it had that shiny cover and a sticker on the spine, but I made sure to be very specific that I had brought this author's book from the library just in the interest of full disclosure. Not only did he sign it to no one in particular, but he drew a little picture. I don't know if this accounts as vandalism or not, but it made me super happy. I never heard from the library after I returned the book, so I assume no news is good <laughs> this is we have to ask a librarian about yes. this because i have no idea if this is vandalism I, I think it is i think it's fine well here's the thing anybody could sign that book and you could turn it back in you don't it doesn't have to be the that's author. what i mean i find weird little shit in library books all the time that is really interesting let's can we ask a librarian and come back to yeah, this because i kind of brazos. love this idea but i feel like we should ask brazos and jill okay let's do it because i don't know how the librarians feel about it. I don't want to encourage it, but I do think it's very funny. That I will say, as that. an author, if someone brought their local library's copy of Lady from the Black Lagoon to a book signing, I would absolutely sign it to that library. I would be stoked about it. Yeah, that's kind really of really happy. Sign it to the library, which is kind of nice. That's what I mean. I yeah. think it would be really cool. And I love when people get my book from the library, so I would be extremely into that. <laughs> Katie wrote in with a wheelhouse: um, period pieces, jerk wizard protagonists. <laughs> loves them in a wheelhouse. Don't date them. Don't date a jerk wizard protagonist. Do you like to read about them? Um, any sort of bickering to love, bickering to love style romance. People love those. Well-developed female protagonist. Couples where the person who doesn't seem like they would be the boss is secretly the boss. <laughs> Subordinates with undying loyalty and unique writing styles slash structures like fake oral history, tons of footnotes, epistolary, etc. I like that Katie has more than one like people aren't who they should seem they should be people really like subordinates that. we've noticed bosses that. uh they just think they'd be bosses jerk wizard you know like i think that's real funny i love this yes so you can email reading glasses podcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us and if you want a list of all the books we talk about on the show delivered to your inbox every month you okay. can sign up for our newsletter there's a link in the show notes and before we discuss bad reading habits with writer strong we're going to take a quick break 
Hey, Glassers. It is the most exciting time of the year for us. It is the 2020 Maximum Fun Drive. Wow, wow. Wow, wow. We need like a specific Maximum Fun Drive noise. <laughs> it's just, it's it like only, uh, <laughs> it's pages turning super fast that turn into money. Yay. <laughs> so we can pay our bills. It only happens once a year, and it is the best time to sign up to become a member of the Maximum Fun Podcast Network. You get to support us every month, help us make the show, and if you sign up right now, you get gifts. That is right. We work really hard on this podcast every single week. This is our jobs. This is what we do. There's a lot of work behind the scenes, writing these episodes, recording, finding guests, editing, mixing, promoting, planning, and scheduling. There's so much Goddamn scheduling. You have no idea. <laughs> it's we we are we are in a, a serious relationship with Google Calendar. <laughs> Thank God for Google Calendars. It's also been really tough for us to keep doing this during quarantine because we uh, we are having to do this long distance. We can't have guests. Everything has been very much more complicated and any of our plans kind of got thrown out the window and we had to kind of start over because so many things started happening in the world, which we don't mind because we like doing stuff because y'all are so freaking nice to us. So we like doing things for for the show. We like to continue to do things for the show. And the only way we can continue to do that is through you becoming a Max Fund member or upgrading to a higher membership. And you can join them, those amazing Maximum Fund supporters, for as low as $5 a month. Five bucks a month, you can help us make the show and get bonus content. That's right. It's like buying me uh, um, a bag of snacks and Mallory uh, a very cheap cocktail every month. Can you buy a cocktail in LA for $5? No, I don't think so. I don't even think you can get a shot for $5. Maybe it's something very cheap. It's like buying Mallory a beer. How about that? Not even. Oh my God, you can't even buy a beer for for that. It's wild. Yeah, that is. This is probably listen, the best way. is expensive. <laughs> this is probably the best way. This is absolutely the best way you can support us for $5. So it is really quick and easy. It's even faster than writing us a review because you don't even have to write anything. You can let us know that you were a fan of the show by going to MaximumFun.org slash join right now. And it only lasts for a month. Don't miss it or you'll miss the opportunity to get all these cool gifts. Go to MaximumFun.org slash join right now. Also, we know things are weird in the world and not everyone has very much money. And so uh, we we understand how that works. And that's why Maximum Fun has put off doing the fun drive for a really long time. We were supposed to do this back in March. But the problem is a lot of us and a lot of podcasters at Maximum Fun depend on this money every year for our survival. So Maximum Fun took that into account and decided to go ahead and do this fun drive. But we're just doing it in a way less intense way. Normally... In the next break, you would also hear us talk about it, and we talk about it the whole show, but instead, we're just talking about it now, so you aren't going to be, like, overrun with us talking about about what's going on. It's just us talking about it now. Um, but Mallory, talk to them about the gifts. The gifts are so cool. Yes. Yes, we're really excited about the gifts this year. So if you join at $5 a month, you get exclusive members-only bonus content, and that includes hours and hours of extra reading glasses. The bonus content that we recorded this year is amazing. It is where me and Bria confess all our bookish sins. We talk some shit, which we don't normally do during the episodes. So if you want some some, uh, some book dirt from me and Bria, now is the time to sign up and, and get that. And bless all, you get all the bonus episodes we've ever recorded, plus the bonus episodes for other shows. It's awesome. It's over 200 hours of bonus episodes. But the one that we are super excited about, Brie, you want to talk about the pin? Well, we get to design our own pin every year for the Maximum Fun Drive. And this year, we have a very cute pin. It is. It says library user on it. And we are stoked. So for $10 a month, you get to help us make the show every week. And you get this exclusive pin that you can get no other time. This is the only time in the world that you can get this pin. It is like a little library card, like a library, like the, those cards that go in the in the front of library books, which I don't think they do anymore. But you know what you know what it is. It's you know like what the we're talking card. about. But it's a, and it says library user across it, and this is the fucking cutest thing in the world. Me and Brian freaked out when we saw this. I love them. We'll put so it on our Instagram much. so y'all can see it because it's so cute. It is so cute. And then at twenty dollars a month, you get a fully custom deck of Maximum Fun inspired playing cards. You get six blue Maximum Fun dice in their own velvety little dice bag. So it's a it's a whole game pack. It's awesome. It's great for whiling away the hours while you're stuck away at home in the pandemic. And that's for only twenty dollars a month. Yeah. 
And then we also made some of our very own personal goals for Maximum Fun Drive, for just for reading glasses, based on the number of listeners who join up um, at Maximum Fun. You can again, you can join at a very low level, or if you increase your pledge every month. Um, and we'll put all of these online, but it's everything from a live AMA if we get uh, 200 listeners, an interview with Sean, and more BCS content at 250. Um, we also have a you, drunken a ro- romance erotica book live stream at 4.15. If you want to see me and Bria get drunk and uh, talk about horny books that we've read, we'll finally be doing that horny episode. Exactly. We're really excited about we're, that. We're very um, excited about it. And uh, we also have Mallory reading the Bible. And and that's at, uh, that's at 550 people. 550 people join or upgrade. Um, and by the way, we're going to tease some of these throughout the next month. So you may see us reading a little bit of erotica before this. We will see how it goes. <laughs> um, also, also, we might be... If we get enough subscribers, we are going to be setting up a Reading Glasses Slack channel. Yeah, this is so what for I was those say, who don't, I'm so excited about it. That's right. You could just like hang out and talk to me and Bria all the time. For those who are not on social media, so it is going to be a private Slack channel only for Max Fun subscribers. There'll be different threads for book recommendations and book problems and all sorts of book discussion that's going to be happening. Uh, so. Just with with all of us, me and Bria will be on there. We're really, really excited. It's a great uh, social media alternate uh, for everyone who is getting sick of being on Twitter and on Facebook. Yep. And that's only during Maximum Fun Drive when we have to reach our goals. So help yes. us out, and, y'all. Yeah, the drive only lasts for a month. Don't miss it or you're going to miss the opportunity to get all these cool gifts, get in on all these sweet rewards and awesome, fun subscriber goals. So you go to MaximumFun.org slash join right now. You get to help me and Bria make the show. You get to support Maximum Fun. You get to help Sean pay his bills. It is the greatest, fu- most fun time of the year, second only, as Bria says, to Halloween. So go to MaximumFun.org slash join right now. Oh, and don't forget tonight... Tune into our live stream. We're doing, uh, we're giving out book recommendations. If you join today, today on the 16th, and you send us your uh, your receipt, we're going to give you a book recommendation. Just send it to our um, email address, which is, what is our email reading address? Gla- <laughs> our email is readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. If you sign up to support us at any level, send us the receipt and ask for whatever specific book recommendation you want. We will send it to you. And if you're cool with it, we will be giving talking about the recommendation, read, reading out your request and giving out the recommendation live on our Instagram, 7 o'clock Pacific time on the Reading Classes Instagram account. We're going to have so much fun. I'll probably be drinking bourbon. And we are really excited to give you even, even the, mo- the most difficult specific book request you can come up with we got your back this week it's all about bad book habits dog earring pages cracking spines keeping your wi-fi off so you can read library ebooks longer are these actually bad uh, we've got Ryder Strong, who is an actor, director, writer, and co-host of a show that we love, Literary Disco, in the studio today to discuss it. Ryder, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, hi. Thanks for having me. What are you reading right now? Oh, that's a big question. Uh, I, 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 you know, I was thinking about this on the way over, and like, I usually pick like one thing, but the, the truth is, I'm reading like always about five. Five. Books. Yeah. Wow. I tend to like so like I'm reading something for literary disco always, mm-hmm. um, and then I'm always reading something for f- like like sort of personal development, you know, nonfictiony history sort of stuff. You're and I'm in. always reading poetry, so I'm always around. So I'm just gonna cover a couple things. Okay. Uh, I just finished this morning for Literary Disco, um, Steph Cha's book, Your House Will Pay. Do you guys know about this? No. It is unbelievable. We'll be talking about it on Literary Disco next. And um, it came out, I guess, last year. It's up for the LA Times book, um, like book of the year or some big award right now. And wow. it dwells. It is like the one of the best books of the I'm moment it, I've read in a long time. So right totally recommend. Um, yeah, it's 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 involves the it sort of starts in the LA riots um and uh and then follows two families a black family and a korean family and it all sort of revolves around a shooting that had occurred around the time of the LA riots but then it takes it to present day so it becomes very very contemporary and uh, it's just a beautiful beautiful book um so that one and then i'm reading um uh, I actually started diving into the poetry of Liam Rector, who is a, he's founded the Bennington Writer Seminar, which is where I got my MFA. 
And then, yeah, and then, I don't know. Those are, those are, that's enough. Sorry, I've been you, talking enough. You can about talk about I'm as reading. many books as Sorry. you want. Don't hold back. <laughs> well, I was going to say, why don't you, we, we actually recently talked about it on this show when we had, we were recommended all the book podcasts we like, but you want to tell us about Literary Disco for people who have not heard the show? Um, yeah, so Literary Disco, um, I mean, actually following up on the heels of, of that, it, it, it came from, it's three, it's me and two of my friends from grad school, from Bennington, um, and uh, Todd Goldberg, who runs the uh, writing, he runs the um, low residency program. He actually started the low residency. Which I just taught at last year, which oh, is nice. super fun. Yeah, at um, UC Riverside, the Palm Desert campus, which is great. It's an amazing program. He's really done a lot of great work there. And that came out of having gone to Bennington and being like, I, I think writing programs can can even be better than this. And yeah. he, he's created one that's great. And then Julia Pistel, who um, lives in Connecticut, so she's not really local, but we, you know, we get on, uh, we just do everything on Google chat. We record, uh, every two weeks and she is the founder of a improv, uh, and improv troupe called CT and then a theater company in, um, it's actually a theater in Connecticut and Hartford. Um, and, but all of us were going to, uh, to Bennington together and she was going, uh, Julia was going for nonfiction. Todd and I were both going for fiction and we just had every night we would find ourselves, you know, staying up until two or three in the morning, drinking, playing Scrabble and debating books. And I just, when, you know, sort of podcasts entered my radar around 2011, 2012, and I was obsessively listening to them. I was like, why isn't anybody talking about books? So I was like, we should just do it. And so we just started, you know, getting together and talking about books. It's basically a book club, um, where we, you know, our whole a point was like that we read everything. We all read all types of books, and yeah, that's why we both like this show. Yeah, we don't. We never wanted to be too highbrow or too lowbrow. We wanted to sort of read everything in between, and it's turned into, you know, like it's just it's now it's like we can't stop. Now it's just it's like, you know, even if no one's listening, I think we're going to be reading books and getting together because it's like the best way for us to stay in touch is yeah. the three of us to be and like and like it's such a huge part of my intellectual and reading life and political life. Just that there my connection with them and then my connection with our listeners you know like yeah. it's actually like this this is like even though like we don't make any money doing it like who does I guess some people make money doing podcasts but we don't we feel like we're just connected to you know it's just a huge part of our reading life at this point and I love it and yeah so. that's how modern I, friends keep in touch is you have a podcast with exactly. them. That's, I know it's like how do you make friends with people if you don't have a podcast also I love that you guys actually did the thing because I feel like I'm always with people who are like I we make should a start a podcast because we're right. so interesting when we talk about things and then they don't do it and right. you actually did it <laughs> thank yes. you yeah. yeah so this whole episode is about our bad reading habits Ryder do you have any bad book habits that you want to confess um I, I guess but I also think it's my good habit which Ooh. is well, that's, that's what the whole episode is I think some of these are actually not as bad yeah. as the the bookish internet wants them to be. <laughs> I mark the shit out of my books. Ooh. I underline every couple of pages, and then I have a whole system of note taking on the back of the book. Really? And then I keep all my books. So Describe the, the is, system. Okay. We, everyone wants to know the system. <laughs> well, okay, the system because it, it used to be I would write in the margins, right? Like in college, I would always write in the margins, but then I'd realize like you can't. Like if I pick up the book a year or two later, I wouldn't know which page to flip through to find those notes in the margins. Mm. So now I underline. And then if I, if I really, I, I underline and box it like from the outside, then I can underline box and draw three like exclamation points around passages. <laughs> and then in the back, I, I just write down notes and, um, and put the page where like something is important or something thematic. And then like, I'll connect a series of pages to that. Like if I say like, you know something like in this passage related to the history of blah, 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 then any other t passage that relates to the history of blah, 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 I like go back in the back of the book and mark that too. Wow, so the whole idea is, is that I can pick up a book from my shelf, go to the back page, which by the way, if a book doesn't have a blank back page, I am so pissed because I don't know what to do. But you <laughs> know, sometimes they system. don't have yeah. that. Yeah, ruins my whole system. Right. You, uh, call, you, like, you call up their publisher. <laughs> right, so then I, so what I do is if I pick a book up from the shelf um, that I've already read, I go right to the back page and I can like sort of walk myself through the reading process. Wow. And sometimes it ends up being two or three pages if they have enough blank space in the back of the book. Nice. Uh, but yeah, and so oh. it ruins the book for whoever wants to read it after me. And that's the problem. It's like, my wife is okay. She like can see past it. Like I've tried, my brother's tried to loan books for me and he's like, no, I can't oh. do it. And I'm terrified now that I've ruined books for my son. That's why the library Because exists. like my son is five years old and I'm going to be like, look at my great collection of books. And he might not want to read them because he's going to have no, to be dealing I with my notes. I think and it's going to be cool as hell for him to grow up and be like, this is all the stuff my dad got out of this book. God, I, I hope so. so too. I really hope so. But it could just, just as easily backfire. You know, if he's right, like, yeah. my dad is so pretentious. 
anxious. And he, thinks, <laughs> he thinks like, and I can't think for myself because I have to follow my dad. You know, I like there's know. a whole. My grandfather and I have been reading a book series together since for like almost 15 years, I think. And I wish that I had like bar. I at the beginning, I used to borrow his versions, and I wish that they had his notes in them. And I would love to read his thoughts on everything. Yeah, I feel at the very least it'll give him something to rebel against. You know, like he can be like very important thing. History of this is important. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, like he can like that will that will be something. Or at the greatest, he will enjoy it. God, I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think that's a bad book habit. I think that there is a lot of I think a lot of things we're going to be talking about this in the show are people looking at books as sacred objects and not right. wanting to mar them in any right. way. But I think annotating a book, I think you're just deepening your enjoyment of that book and uh, increasing your reread value. That's really the point for me. It's like, cause I, when I go back to a book and it's blank, I'm like, where do I, it's like, you're I like, don't this know. This must've been shitty. I can't, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Or it just like, it just feels like I have to reread the whole thing. Whereas mm-hmm. if I go back through a book, especially if it's somewhat academic, like if it's got an argument, you know, I can really isolate where, where I like, where it hit me, you know? And that's, mm-hmm. that's super helpful. Do you do that? Do you, cause I'm not, so I, I don't. don't do many do physical books. Well, I just, I mostly e-read. Wow. I e-read from the I library. Say, I'm the like least footprint. Great. No, it's so <laughs> Rhea, what bad. Is your, but I have some world. bad, I have some bad what habits. What is your bad book habit? I know what, I know what it you is. You already know what it is. I, You're a book criminal. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, okay. Well, that's one. The one I was going to admit is not even that one. Oh, the one I was going oh, okay, to admit is that I get books, I get too many books from the library. I'm my e-reader because I'm like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going on a trip. I need at least... 15 books, of which is crazy. I'm going like a, a weekend trip and right. I'm like, well, I sh- because at the library you can get as many as you want and you can just right. throw them on your e-reader. But the problem is the library does pay for those. And like, so after someone's checked out a book a certain number of times, the library has to rebuy that book, gotcha. the, e-ver- the e-book version of it. And if I don't read it, it is kind of a fuck you. Because <laughs> it's no, like- Well, not to the author who's getting another book someone purchased. That's, you know, that's actually a really good point because yeah. I think that I always feel bad because I'm like, oh my God, I've checked out this book like three times and I've never read it, but I keep putting it on my e-reader thinking I'm going to need it for this flight. And then I just don't. Well, yeah. and remember the librarian we talked to that said that that was good because it shows the library that someone's interested in that book. Yeah. Three, but it, it's me three times. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. It, yeah, I think it increases the- the, yeah, it's it, it's it's, it's the number great of hits, that, author. that the author wants. Right, right? I guess so, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You're making okay. an author very happy. The right. criminal thing I do is that <laughs> if the book the is thing about, that does <laughs> screw over the author, but if the book bu- if the book is about to run out, you can only have it for three weeks on an e-reader. Okay, it, unless unless there's no one in line for it, uh-huh. then you can recheck it out. And sometimes I'm not done with a book after three weeks or I started reading it late, you know, something. And so I just turn off my Wi-Fi and then you can keep the book as long as you want. See, we have to- truly criminal. We have to investigate this though because we do- This is sort of like Schrodinger's ebook right now because (laughs) we don't know if it has returned to the library or if it's like existing in this liminal space where one person has it and you still have it at the same time. No, I think it's returned. It's returned. Bria, we should I get an email saying it's been returned. I'm like, no, it is not. It is on my e-reader that's fine then that's fine we that's just giving yourself more time out. yeah you've but, already officially checked it out okay. it's not like you you went online found a pirated copy and stole it sure that or would like be kept the that's physical the copy right. and just like you know locked your doors for a week yeah. right. Right. Then nobody <laughs> wait, else wait hold on it. do you think libraries librarians come to your house to they're get all the in suits the library and sunglasses. Police. They don't <laughs> they're like they're peeking in my windows they're like omara we know you're in there you know, you have that book. It's three days overdue. <laughs> Everyone wants to read the new Celestine. This is um, what I think happens. Why I get very nervous about my <laughs> bringing books back to the library. I know that's not going to happen. But wait, are you? Do you bring books back late? Never. Yeah, that's the thing. Is that you and I are the same person in this way? Where like I would never bring a book back late. It would make me feel insane. Yes. I mean, I guess I've done it, but I I really try not to. Mm-hmm. Like I I have a lot of. Tr- There's so many. Okay, this is just like. Me as a person, there's so many paint cans at my house right now because you have to go recycle them at this like specific place. Oh, yeah, and I'll, you yeah. know this? And yeah. like literally, I'm like, well, I can't. Like several times I've been like, just throw them in the trash, Bria. Throw them in the trash, but you can't. No, You're you not can't. allowed to. But like these are like, I like rules. Yeah. I'm, I, I want to go take rule. them to the proper paint place, even if it takes me however many months, and I will return the book on time. So it bothers me that I keep the book. Don't worry time. about it. I think it's I think a you're great fine. habit. You're totally I fine. Think you're, because like I should weird... have to recheck it out is the point. I think that you've reached a weird magical loophole. Yeah. <laughs> and it's good because it puts pressure on you to actually read the book. Yeah. Because if you were going to stick by the rule of like, oh, it has to be back, then you probably might not, you might not be able to check it out again. Or right. you just mm-hmm. won't 
you won't have, but now it's like, oh, I got to turn my Wi-Fi off. So it's putting like a clock on your own it reading, does, it but, does. which is good. I yeah. pretty much have the Wi-Fi off most of the time. Then I turn it on to get new books and then I'll just turn it right back off because mm. I'm always scared. Somebody's going to get returned can, and I'm not I don't know how priests do that thing, but I think you can absolve yourself. Okay. All right. Okay. That's not, okay. All right. That. Okay. All right. Mallory, what about you? I know you you have some bad book habits. Yeah, I am a spine destroyer. Yeah. I am yeah, a yeah, cracker yeah. for sure. So you yeah. fold the book, the pages back. Oh yeah, right when you get and it, you, right? Well, it depends. I only do it with a book that I. That's how you know I really like a book. Like oh. if, if, right. you, if I let you borrow a book, which I no, don't let anybody borrow books. But <laughs> I just you don't. Know, just you know, just, just you know, I borrow books from Mallory. She lets <laughs> yes, me borrow. Oh, Bria, good. You guys Bria have a special. But also, we see each other enough to where like she knows she's gonna get it back. But I just also, you know, we're, we're fresh. Um, but I, that's how you could, I only do it with my books. Right. But if I really like a book, like 50 pages and I'm like, oh, I really like this. All of a sudden I'm like, look around and just crack it. Yeah. Doesn't it fall apart then? Like, isn't it often like, if it's I have a thick one book? book that has fallen apart. Um, but I, I don't know, like. I, I think because I, when I was a kid, I was such a, uh, like, I read all the time and I would eat when I read and, like, yeah. you know, would get lemonade on the book and whatever. <laughs> my cats drew all over my books all the, all the time that I like to be, I hate when you're reading and you're, like, it feels like you're sneaking it in because it's such a tight binding that it's hard yeah. to really get in there. I just want, and I, my big thing is I like my books to lay flat because I like to eat and read. Yep. And I, I used to have a book weight. Lost it in my last movie. Do you know what a book weight is? This You've is never the dorkiest thing that Mallory owns. So it actually and Mallory owns the dorkiest shit. She owns the dorkiest shit <laughs> in the entire world. So what it's, is, it's just a long weight? Like yes, a, yes. It is two pieces. I love of, that you knew what it was. Oh, it you makes sense because I would totally want one now. Uh, I, I know I what you're getting for this. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> it's two weights connected yeah. by a piece of rubber and the whole thing's covered in rubber and you lay it on and it's, the rubber's important because you can have it upright and it doesn't slide down but it keeps the book open. But even with Yes, it's incredible. It's a game changer but even with the Sean is dying by the nerdiness of this even with the book weight like especially like a mass market paperback it's really hard to read sometimes so if yeah. I like a book I just want to get right in there mm-hmm. and sometimes when I'm reading like if I am getting up to go do something I'll leave the books like face down open on my bed yeah and I just destroy books yeah this this spine cracking thing makes me feel it's like a little bit like popping your fingers like aren't you not supposed to pop your fingers I think so. I, do I think all. there are reasons. Oh, this but, is making me want to crack my knuckles. Wait, listen, really someone says pop your fingers. You call it crack your knuckles. This yeah. is a, this is a regional thing. Yeah. Uh, pop your fingers sounds more magical. Like yeah. a trick. <laughs> I gotta get my fingers. No, crack your knuckles does sound worse, right? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm from the Boston no, area. If you say gross. pop your fingers, it makes my fingers hurt. Like because I, I want to pop them so yeah, bad. I, know. I, I, like, I feel like that's you with that spine. Oh, yeah. I love it. You know, like it makes you like it feels so good, bad. Well, it all <laughs> at the same time. Well, it also makes the book funny. feel really lived in, especially. If yes. I'm rereading it yes. and I open it up and it's like a worn, it's like a pair of boots that's perfectly yep. worn mm, in for you. Mm-hmm. I like, th- like there are some books that I reread every year and I open them up and like the spine is really loose and I like, it just falls right open yep. and I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm all about using and abusing your books. I think that that's. Ruin them. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever done it to a library book? No, that's you the, would not. That's the other thing is because uh, again, I know that library books have to have a little bit more of a shelf life, literally. Yeah, and they <laughs> like I, I almost did it. I the book that I'm reading. I think it's th- this episode. I'm reading this, reading the third Rainbow Girl, this new true r- crime book, and I went to go put it down face down. Ta- face down on my bed and I got up and I was like, no. Because <laughs> I know that it has to, especially, you Survive, know, hardcover yeah. books are a little bit more sturdy when it comes to that. But well, I, Yeah, well, can we talk about that in general? Like hardcover books are worse reading. Yes, They're for sure. better uh, for preserving. Like I am yes. always happy af- having read a hardcover book, but carrying around a big uh, hardcover book sucks. I love it's a trade Traveling with it, it's like this is, right, but, well. but then at the end of it, I'm always happy when it's on my shelf. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, beautiful. So like, what I want is what what I feel like what they used to make, and I know because I have some old books from like the 19th century, they used to do small hardcover books. Do you know Ooh, what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, yes. I, have, like, I have some Sherlock they, Holmes books that are yeah, small hardcover. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, and those are great. Like mm-hmm. where they're almost like, they're more flexible and they're, they're just smaller. Like we should bring that back. Like yeah. really good, like bound, like I don't know what exactly I know Bria it is. loves a small book. I love a but small yeah, book. Yeah, a small like hardcover book, you know, like that would be yes. to carry around because I don't know, but but I guess this is so expensive. Yes, it's easier to carry. Yeah, and is it that the writing has to be smaller? The pages have to be thinner. Oh, the pages. Oh, you have those little like onion pages, essentially. Like, what do you call them? (laughs) Yeah, they're called onion pages. Yeah, onion pages. Yeah. yeah. All right. So before (laughs) before we talk about more bad book habits, we're going to take a quick break. 
This episode of Reading Glasses is sponsored by Rotman Business School. The University of Toronto Rotman School of Management is one of the best schools in Canada and the world, ranked number 17 for open enrollment executive education by the Financial Times. You know what's cool? Canada. Canada's great. I love Toronto. And even though you're not going to get to go there, this is online, obviously, support those. This is a great place for you to get your education. And if you live in the United States, don't forget that the price is in Canadian dollars. The exchange rate works in your favor, meaning the U.S. dollar price is lower. Yeah, and so if you don't have time or money or don't want to go somewhere for your MBA, Rotman's MBA Essentials Online is the next best thing. So that's uofte.me slash maxfun. That's uofte.me slash maxfun to learn more and apply. Class starts on August 10th, 2020, which is not that far away. And you can start your application today to save your seat. Okay, now we're back. What do we all think about dog earring pages? I'm assuming that Ryder, you and I are. Oh, you're not a dog eater. No, oh, I don't yeah. actually. But uh, you know, oh God, actually, I forgot. I do with poetry books. That's <gasps> how I mark which poems in the book I like. So, um, so when I pick up an old uh, poetry book, because I actually don't underline or make many notes on poetry, I just like to read them and well, experience it's not as many, them. It's not as many things to write about. I guess not, <laughs> or, or it just kind of gets ridiculous. Like I'm just circling up a, a you know a a stanza I like or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And whereas you know usually you can just reread the whole poem. So I'll just dog ear uh, the poems that I like, and and I know a good collection if I pick it up and I have like ten dog eared you know out of the thirty poems or whatever. And then if I if I only have like one or two, I'm like oh, that poet. That collection didn't really do it for me. You think te- so? This is this is a side note. Mallory and I are trying to read more poetry this year, mm. and do you think ten is a lot to like out of a poetry yeah. collection? Really? Yeah. If they if they have like thirty or forty poems in their collection, I think for me, like dog earring ten is means like those are ten I want to revisit. Okay, again. That's I would what agree I with that. I feel yeah. like when I read a po- most poetry collections, a third of them I really like, mm-hmm. a third of them are fine, and a third of them I'm like meh. Okay. I mean, you know, honestly, like, Poems I just don't get a lot of poetry. Like, um, you know, yeah. and I think we all have to admit that, like, we don't know why people are writing half the things <laughs> they're writing. And, like, so, and, and honestly, like, I just don't put that much pressure on myself. If, if, if I'm, like, if sometimes I look at a poem on the page and it's, like, too dense or it uses too many weird words, I'm, like, I'm just not going to ever get into this. Yeah. I'll skip that one. I'm, like, yeah, I, do I don't the put the pressure thing. on myself. Like, if I can find a poem I do like, I gravitate, I remember it, and, like, that's good enough for me. You know, Got like, it. I don't want to yep. beat myself up too much. Like, yeah, um, I 100% agree. What do you think, Brie? Are you do you ever dog ear? Well, I don't. I don't read physically that much. I you just do. fold your e reader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I break an e reader every time. Wait, you, I don't understand. But in your e reader, you can bookmark things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you do any of that? I no, don't that just... often because you open it up and it's at the page you were just at. Um, yeah. I underline. You can underline on the e reader, and it actually keeps it all like for you. It's like oh, cool. in some. I haven't bookmarked what I, whatever it is. I found it at some point because it's actually kind of hard to find. I think it's on because oh, I read on a Kindle, so it's like an Amazon thing. Right. So right. it's on some Amazon page. Everything I've ever marked. So Jeff Bezos owns all. He the things knows you've what I love. He's sitting there going, "Ooh, Ooh really?" What about what about looking up words? Do you look up words often? Yes. See, that's that, I would love that because I am great. I love looking up words, and I'm yes. always having to pull out my phone and type in a word. But you yes. do have to turn the Wi-Fi on to do it. It's the right. only thing. So if I'm oh, cheating. Oh, man. You cannot do it. But what otherwise, a catch 22. Yeah, 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 yeah. But That's I fun. but I do and it is yeah, helpful I would use that all actually. The time. It's super helpful. Cultural um, references I think are also there's like sometimes you're reading an older book and it'll talk about like a movie or something and you're like I don't know what that is. Oh, it's funny that you say older book cuz the cultural references I don't get now. The newer ones. Are yes, the newer ones. Yeah. The there are like people I don't know who they are and right. the fucking like acronyms for shit where it was like someone yeah. I was Whatever. I was looking at this cheerleader's Instagram. You were watching that cheer that documentary. Cheer documentary is so good. So and I was looking at her entire. <laughs> just finished it two nights. Oh my god, it's so great. It's amazing. Well, Lexi has a bunch of random. Like I was looking at her Instagram to see how she's doing because I was just right. per- I was worried about her. I was concerned about what the end of the show. <laughs> and she she's still dancing these- in that club. It's like <laughs> she's, she's still, still vaping and dancing in that club. Anyway, oh go no, on. she got yeah. married. It's so lovely. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's good, great. Good. Um, but she she um had a bunch of just like letters on there, and I had to look all of them up and I still don't understand what they mean. It's like fighter something. I was like, what is this even about? Oh, anyway, God. but that's the stuff I look up now. Is the, these They like, have that though. Yeah, yeah. Imagine like the 45 year old man whose actually, job it is to put new acronyms into the Kindle. No, actually, I don't know if they have them on the Kindle. This you is what I do on the internet. And, like, I think, yeah, you up. have to go to Urban Dictionary. Yeah. He's like, he's just like typing them all in. I just, I love this. But idea. you know, I will say like, I think, I think there's there's an argument to be made that the uh, the there's an inverse proportion like the inverse relationship of 
amount of cultural references and quality of book. <laughs> like, no, seriously, <laughs> like, if you're referencing so many, like, contemporary yes, yes, things, yes. you're, like, relying on, like, some kind of, like, trigger, like, hey, you get me, da-da-da. And it's funny, like, we had this, it, we had this issue uh, when we started reading Stephen King, like, contemporary Stephen King, because yes. when you read Stephen King as a kid, like I did, all the cultural references feel, like, more solid, because they're, like, adult culture, and you're like, yeah. oh, there's, he's referencing these, like, Alvin Brothers songs, yeah. and, like, baseball team, yep. you know, whatever, but then when you read them now and it's like Harry Potter this and you're like Jesus this is like you're just you just are in Stephen King's mind as he's like engaging with pop culture and it's kind of a trick it's kind of a thing it's like a tick he does to like keep his books relevant and it's like that's like just you know I don't know so I I would make an argument that's the closest I'll ever come to because we have a rule on reading glasses we don't talk about books we don't like but I will be very general in that like if I'm reading a book and it's relying so heavily on me understanding a certain TV show or something, I will stop reading it. There was a short story I read once that had a bunch of Doctor Who references of which I've, I'm not a Doctor Who person. I know there is a doctor and that's about as far (laughs) as I know. I'm the same way. All I know is that it spans generations (laughs) and there's somehow a phone booth involved. Yes. And time travel. And and that is fine. The new one's a lady. I'm excited about that. But if I, it's the sort of thing where if you are relying so heavily on that, that I don't understand what's happening in the story because I've never seen Doctor Who, it's it's not good writing. Yeah. With the exception of like essays. Like modern right. essays, you know. Yeah, like essays. I will say, like um, in Guy Branham's memoir that came out a couple of years ago that we both really liked, um, he has an essay about uh, who killed Liberty Valance, and I've never seen that movie, but he does a good job of like mm-hmm. explaining. explaining it, yeah, and how it relates to his relationship with his father. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't dog ear books. Wow. But I Helium. support dog earring. Yeah, me too. <laughs> You're in a fan club for dog earring books. I am a, I, as kids. Speaking of uh, of uh, new kid you nomenclature, I stan it. Oh, stan it! I'm standing it. Wait, what's? I don't know what that means. Oh, I've heard it before. I think but it means I don't like know. you're like a fan of something. Why, Sean? Do you know why stan? Oh, because of an Eminem song, right? It's oh, a, right, because he's the stalker fan, right? Yeah, right. Okay. yeah. Because of an Eminem song called, oh. I believe it's called Stan. Yeah, from, but it's weird because that's a song from like the '90s. And he's a stalker. He's like, it's like obsessive, and he murders somebody. It doesn't right? seem good to me, but also I'm too old. Yeah, we're really. but okay. but are we Eminem? We're too old for Eminem. Mm-mm. Eminem was popular when we were yeah, yeah. But, but 20s. People my age don't really. They're they shouldn't be saying it. Okay, fine. Okay, so um, you um, okay, got it. you stand <laughs> dog ear dog ear. Okay, and I don't do it for two reasons. One. I'm afraid that it will come undone in some way because I like carry books around a lot. I'm like, what if I drop the book and the page gets unflipped? Interesting. And mm. then I'm screwed. <laughs> yes, yes. Also, I have so many fucking bookmarks yeah. that if I dog-eared a book, I feel like all of them would look at me in disgust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, collect there's bookmarks. There's never... I, I collect them. It's one of the things. And you use them. You I use, do use uh, them all the time because one of the my things is if I'm traveling is like a book hack instead of buying... Because I like to go to bookstores wherever I travel where, all over the world. Uh, but instead of buying books from there, because sometimes that's really hard to travel with, I'll get a bookmark from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have so that's fucking fun. many of them that I, and I try to cycle through them. So if I dog ear them, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. What a waste of time. Yeah. So I use my bookmarks, but I, I, I'm fine with dog earing. I was once shamed by a man in a coffee shop when I was reading. Oh no, was he working I, on his book? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was reading a comic book, like in a, um, like as a, in a trade and I dog eared the page cause I was like traveling and I didn't have anything and whatever. And I dog eared the page and he's like, you do that to your comic books? A total stranger. And you I was very like, lonely at the time. Strangers? And I was like, I wish this man would just talk to me. Like, but You don't want to date that guy. <laughs> I didn't want to date him, but I wish he would have had a full conversation with me instead of shaming me. What um, a jerk. Yeah, but, a yeah in, but honestly. Like, you don't plastic wrap your comics? He's yeah. honestly not Basically. wrong. In oh some my God. Sometimes I view them as art and I was like, oh. I, you put and, fingerprints on it. Yeah. <laughs> I have not dog-eared a page since. He did shame me wow. enough to why I don't. And, uh, in I'm going to dog-ear a comic just out of spite. Yeah. yeah, I guess comics I can kind of see like because it is art. And you yeah. want to look at, but uh, but honestly, I also it's your book. I fold yeah, movie what, posters. I do. I break the rules. Yeah, it's your book. Yeah, yeah. That's so true. speaking of what, do you, I know how you feel about this, Bria. Do you will you eat or drink one you read? Uh, yeah, definitely. Not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What am I saying? Yeah. I, it's not like I plan on it, but like <laughs> if I'm reading and I'm hungry, I will go and and I'm definitely always, I mean, I drink coffee 24 hours a day. So like I will always be drinking coffee while I'm reading or tea. Definitely. 
Do you know Mallory eats with uh, chopsticks when she's eating spicy Cheetos so she doesn't get them on her books? Amazing. <laughs> it's my favorite Book Mallory fact. That is, oh, yeah. yeah. Reading with one hand, flipping the pages with, a pink, with one finger, and, and then eating my spicy Cheetos. Oh, that's how she doesn't get them on the book. That's genius. It's pretty amazing. It yeah. is a game changer. Um, do you know the poem Marginalia by Billy Collins? No. You have to read this poem. <laughs> you will love it. It's all about uh, the things people write in the margins, but it also includes food stains. And to stand oh. like, it's just an exploration of this issue, and you will love it. I, like, it is, it's a great poem. It's a great poem. See, thanks to my b- spine cracking and book weight, although I need to buy a new book weight. <laughs> Very upset about it. I need a book weight. <laughs> you definitely. They're like $10. Just give people book weights when they come on the show. This we is, should, this we should, should be our gift. Remember, we, oh, yeah, we flirted with getting oh, doing a reading glasses book weight. Yeah. yeah, we could do that. But then we had to buy like a thousand of them. Yeah, or yeah. Make them look yeah. like glasses. Yeah. Oh, that's so uh, cute. We'll never do We that. actually contacted, <laughs> we were co- talking to one company about it. Um, but be, I, I do eat when I read, but because I'm not actually, the book is like open, I'm not touching it. So I, I do eat when I read, but I'm not, there's not a lot of crossover happening mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what about skimming parts you don't like, or are you a f- read the ending first kind of guy? No. I know. I, there I don't, do. I don't read reviews. I don't read the back Same. of the book. Mm-mm. I don't read anything. If, if I'm reading a book, it's usually because somebody has recommended it to me or for some, some reason it's like entered my world. And that, at, at that point, no, like I don't want any spoilers. Same. I don't want to know anything. I want to be as like, basically you know pure going in as yeah, I can I want, I'm saying the same thing with movies I yeah. if I like a movie mm-hmm. no I, trailers I oh knew I, I know I want to see a movie I will not watch that's why I didn't watch the trailer for your new movie because I wanted to see it so bad mm-hmm. like I just won't I just don't want to know anything yeah okay what if you're three-fourths of the way through a book and it's not and you've realized you don't like it do you skim the rest of it and then say you've read it <laughs> that's what me that's what me and Bria do <laughs> no I I tend to beat myself up, put it aside, try and pick it up again a week later, put it aside, Dump pick it up again, writer. and then just realize I'm never going to finish this Even book. Even if you're three, four, And then I through. sit there and I, like, feel horrible. Like, <laughs> I still, like, I still, I remember the books I didn't finish. Like, the, the big one was, do you guys know this book, um, Shadowlands by uh, Matthew Essen? Do you know this I book? have not read it, but okay. I know. Okay, it won, yes, like, the yes. National Book Award. Yes, yes, yes. But it's, like, you know, 800 pages, oh, and it's no so... And it was, like, one of... And I had read his nonfiction book, uh, The Snow Leopard, which was brilliant. It was all about him, like, hiking the Himalayas and, you know, finding the elusive snow... Le- and it's this brilliant... And he's, like, a really smart guy. But this was a novel, and it was all about Florida. And, man, I tried so many times, and it's just, like... And I still feel guilty. Every time I see it on my bookshelf, I'm like, why didn't I finish that Ooh, book? Ooh, you keep it. You keep yes. it around to stare at you and give you like guilt guilt stares wow see what's funny is I'm actually the the I'm more likely to skim the shorter the book is I'm more likely to dump it forever if it's a wicked long book Mm. I have put down books because if they like if I've read 200 pages 300 pages into a book and I have another 200 300 to go I'll just dump that book I'm not gonna skim I'm not gonna skim 300 pages it's not worth it it's too much if if it's like 50 pages left 100 pages left I'm like all right I'm just gonna power through this and just see how it ends I've let myself off the hook with nonfiction. that's what I was saying because it's like once you get the point you you, you know and I I was like I read this somewhere some it was some reading advice column and I've totally taken it wrong with it to make myself feel better but the idea is if you get the argument that they've made, you know, most nonfiction books, they're, they're saying something pretty bold. They get, and then they say it, and then you're reading chapters to sort of elucidate their point. Yes. Yeah. And if you get to like chapter four or five and you've gotten the point, you can put that book away. Yeah, because like, a lot of yeah. times they're just repeating yeah. the same thing. You're yeah. like, I get, yeah. Yeah. they're finding new, like different yeah. ways to prove yeah. it. Yeah. And if you either agree or disagree, or whatever, you ha- you've kind of gotten the gist enough to be able to have conversations about the book, which mm-hmm. is kind of the point of those. And is to, like, I'll educate actually, yourself I feel like that's something you learn in grad school too. Because right. in grad school, I feel like I would be like, I understand yeah. the point. Like, like, I, I can talk about this in a class enough to people will believe right. I read it. Exactly. <laughs> and those are the kind of books that I'll actually keep around because if you're like, oh, I need something to, like, bring to the beach or something and you just right. want to, like, read a chapter of something yeah. and you're mm. like, I still remember what this is. You're bringing, like, nonfiction books with an argument to the beach? Yeah. Wow. Wow, yeah. you too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. no. Because it's just like you can read a couple like a couple of chapters and then put away for another year. Mm. Okay, got it. Okay. You know, so, and then you'll get like a cool, interesting fact to tell somebody at a bar. I, totally. I'm so like black and white. I can't like leave a book on my shelf for a year and be like, maybe I'll return to it. It's like that book is out. Yeah. Or, well, you have ve- you are very ex- – getting a, a book on Bria's shelf is a very exclusive Yeah, yeah, because I don't thing. buy that many books. Right, yeah. right. It's true. Will you buy a book if you like read an ebook and you love it? Will you go out and buy a copy of the book just to sometimes have it? because I like to give it to people? Right. If it's like one that I'm like, like I just did it with a book that I really liked last year that I'm trying to get like this director friend of mine to read, and like I went and bought that for her. Yeah. Um, and 
I don't know if she'll ever return it. Like I kind of like maybe I'll just give it as a gift. Maybe that's more of it. But yeah. 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 All right. So you can send your thoughts on bad book habits to reading glasses podcast at gmail.com. And before we solve a listener problem, we're going to take a quick break. Now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Claire writes in, I don't often buy books. I'm a library girl. Bria, is this you in disguise? I wrote wrote this. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But when I get a hardcover, I have trouble with the dust jacket. After carrying around the book in various bags, the jacket usually gets a bit banged up and it's annoying to have on while reading. But when I take it off, I don't know what to do with it so that it doesn't get even more ruined. What should you do with dust jackets? How, How do you preserve them? Should you? Currently, most of my hardcovers are jacketless because I took off the jacket out of frustration and then either accidentally stepped on it, lost it, or crushed it under other books by accident. Please advise. Writer, what should this be? This is your hardcover. This is your hardcover. And I have the same problem. I do the exact same thing. I take, I always take the dust jacket off. Immediately when you buy the book. When I start reading it. Yeah. Once I, once I like, because I don't want to like, it's just annoying. It's just annoying. It's always in my way. Mm -hmm. It's always coming off in my bag or whatever. So I take the dust jacket off and I put it on a pile of books and then yeah, it gets crushed because then the next book goes on top of it. And I have like this weird, awkward stack of dust jackets. Yeah, it's horrible. I've dust literally suck. never taken a dust jacket off in my entire life. And you're really? fine. You can deal with it. Like, I use it. As you're I reading. use it as a bookmark. Yeah. yeah. I tuck unless it's like wicked fat, like a big honker. Like I and you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know when it's like so thick that the jackets. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you try to wrap a present on Christmas and yeah, you yeah, yeah, only have so much wrapping paper left, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> and then you just tape it to the box. Basically. Oh, <laughs> but I, I use it as a bookmark. I've never taken the jacket off. That's funny. That's but good for you. I just. I don't know why. I feel it's like a nude book. Yeah. <laughs> you feel embarrassed for the book? <laughs> I'm like, you're going to put a, like a towel around it. It just yeah. looks naked to me. Right. You never put it on the shelf? Mm-mm. Oh, you mean, what do you mean? Like, like after- shelve the jacket when you're not reading it. No, that's smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, that's what I think. So take the jacket, put it on my bookshelf. Where, just that, book by, would where go. that book would go. Yeah. And wait for, oh, perfect. Yeah, that's a great system. <laughs> wait, I will wait, wait. now use so that So are system. you putting like nasty old, like like ripped up dust jackets back on the book yep. and then putting it on the shelf? Yes. So my wow. books look like shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. On wow, the outside. Yeah. <laughs> on the inside, they look beautiful and annotated. On the inside, yeah, they're all, they're all <laughs> marked up too. You, when you've read a book, it is like very loved. Yes. It is very like, yes. you know, used. Evident. Yeah. Yeah. You can never sell your books. No, I don't want to. Okay, fine. No, definitely. <laughs> you put all that when I when I do it. like the yearly book purge where I go through, it's always throwing away books that I've either been given that I'm never going to read, like review copies that get sent to me, mm-hmm. or uh, things that I've like bought in like a burst of you know like I'm going to do this like ten years ago and I've obviously never gotten around to, and I'm never going to get around to. Those are the mm-hmm. books I get rid of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, I keep everything I've read. Yeah. Hmm. So I my. My dad must have had a problem with this when he was, because I have a lot of his old books. It's like some of the books I have and they don't have any dust jackets on them. And they're all that old, like all, he has like all these old Kurt Vonnegut books from God knows when they were published. Like, I mean. They would be worth so much I know, money I know, I know. And they're on. all, they all have no dust jackets on them because they're hard, hardback, but no. What does he do? Just dump them? Well, I don't know. My dad was an eccentric weirdo, and so I'm sure he just, like, threw them into the wind. And they just, like, <laughs> flew away or something. I don't know. I, like, I, yeah. I, who could say where they were? They're somewhere, like, in the house, in his old house. I don't know. So the who real thing say? you should do is laminate your dust jacket, right? Because that's what the library shit. does. That's laminate. That's what the shit. library does. Like, when you get a, yes. a, 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 it's laminated and then taped to the book, It's right? actually not even laminated. So I used, no. I worked at a library in high school, and I, uh, you have, you, they, there's these plastic things they make. And you, they're not necessarily laminated. They're actually really hard to do. You put them on over the book. If they still do it this way, I don't know. This is 20 years ago. But they put you put it over and then you tape them to the book. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But you, you can buy those. But it would be. That's some next You could also shit. just but tape like, your. But that would take care of the problem. Like or you would I preserve think, it I and think tape it so it's not an issue. I think Claire should just take them off. Put it on the shelf where that book would yes. go. Yeah, that's a good And then call. just put it back on. I do think the problem is, that writer has is the problem everyone else has is there's no spot for that book yet, right? Because you ha- you don't have a spot for it because it's oh, been sitting enough. in a TBR pile. But you might as well make it. Yes, you can make it. You could just make it. And then that, that encourages, because the other thing that happens is I have a like pile of 10 books that have not been shelved yet. That yes. are like you know mm-hmm. that I've already read, so this would encourage me to put them. Also, also maybe uh, buy paperbacks. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's my suggestion. Also have a, a radical can. idea. If this person really doesn't want the dust jackets, you can cut it into a, a cool little bookmark. Oh, wow! Because wow. like that, make it out of the book cover, and then sure. that that bookmark is spine, for. Because you got my bookmark. Yeah. That's cool. yeah. Then that book mark is for that book forever. I don't hate a naked book like you did, though. 
There's something about them that feels kind of, maybe it's because that's what I our books like look, maybe, looked like growing up that I'm like, they're kind of romantic. Mm-hmm. You that's, know? I feel like it's because I didn't grow up with it. Like no one uh-huh. in my family, ever, like I never, maybe I'm like a weird Christian kid who never saw a boob until. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you think normal kids just are shown boobs all the time? <laughs> I, mean, like, I think like if I grew up with seeing naked dust tags, I'd be like, oh, whatever. But because I never did that, like if I saw one now, I'd be like, oh my. Yeah. A nude book. There's yeah. also something about carrying around a hardcover with a dust jacket that's a little bit like advertising what you're reading yes. that makes me a little uncomfortable <laughs> like I don't I don't mind people knowing what I'm reading it, honestly it's but it's like some of them are just a little garish or a little like in your face whereas what like what are you reading right I don't know I'm just thinking I, I, I just I do have this feeling like I like the sort of blankness of a of a naked yeah. book when I'm carrying a big like hardcover around because then people have to ask me like what are you reading mm-hmm. and then if that's I've had like good conversations based on that like introduction as opposed to if it just says you know whatever you're reading everyone just they might not talk to you about uh, it. At, well, that's my the thing that I hate is when I'm reading by myself. If I'm like at a bar reading, and like even though the book cover's out, some guy will be like, "Oh, what are you reading?" And I want to be like, "Fucking look!" <laughs> it's on. It's on the book cover. <laughs> on, I'm right there. Has there been a cover you've been embarrassed of that you were carrying around and you're like, "I really don't want anybody to know this book." Um. Yes. I, make every man want you. That, that, no. <laughs> Mine is this book I, called "Make Every Man Want You," which no, I talked about. For, for literary <laughs> disco, you know, we've done "Sweet Valley High." Oh yes, we did. Um, like why? The, is weir- this the weirdest dad was I was in, I was doing jury duty, and uh, it was uh, Nancy Drew made me a little uncomfortable because <laughs> I was like surrounded by strangers at like you know in L.A. County like so court terrible. office courthouse or whatever reading Nancy Drew. It just felt yeah. like oh, I am just the most juvenile like <laughs> dude. People like don't pick him for the jury. Was, yeah, and I really remember being. Funny. Very insecure about that. Um, yeah. So yeah, there. I guess those are the times. And like, and then for a book, a book club, we did read Fifty Shades of Grey, and I remember just I decided to read the electronic version, even though I yes. hate ebooks. I was like, you could have taken a dust jacket off another book and put it yes, on the Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey. Yeah. But apparently, that was like why one of the reasons that Fifty Shades did really well, right? Is because it was simultaneous to the sort of ebook moment. And yeah. like, yeah. so people, it was really pot because people could download whatever they wanted and not feel And it was also judged, for free you know? for a while. Really? Oh, really? uh, okay. Well, because it was originally, wasn't fan it originally fiction. fiction? Yeah. It was Twilight yeah. Yeah, 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 Well, yeah. it was, I remember right when it came out, I think, because it, it was when I, my, my, even though I remember, I can't remember how old I was, but one year my mom was like, oh, do you want a, an e-reader for Christmas? And I was like, no. And she got me one anyway. And it came with Fifty Shades of Grey no, on it. it. Like, right, it's like that She's iPad. Like, it's like that iPod that came with YouTube. Well, it was like, I was like, all right, well, I got this fucking thing. And it was like right when it was like Hunger Games was really big, mm-hmm. and Fifty Shades of Grey had just come out. And I was looking at all like the cheap or free eBooks. And I remember the two big options were like Fifty Shades of Grey or Hunger Games. And I was like, well, I guess I'm reading Hunger Games this weekend because I'm not really interested mm-hmm. in this. And but I think the, for the for a while the first one was like either free or ninety nine cents like as an eBook, and the, everybody was reading. Uh, so, Ryder, where can we find you and Literary Disco online? Where can we? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I've pulled back on my Twitter usage in this crazy world, but I still am on Same. Twitter. So at Ryder Strong uh, with an I and then um, at Literary Disco. Yeah, we have our podcast is um, it's we're part of Lit Hub now. We got uh, absorbed by Lit Hub, which is a great company it, to be in. I like it. It makes it sound like it's not something that happened voluntarily. Like, <laughs> came in, like yeah. just came Well, it was. Yeah, they, you know, they reached out to us. We were like, this is awesome because we had always been sort of our, you know, a shoestring operation that we were doing completely on our own. And they came in and they were like, do you guys want to make this official and be a podcast on our podcast network? We were like, yes, please. And Mm -hmm. so like we finally have advertising, which we didn't have for six years. It's a game Um, changer. Yeah. (laughs) And um, yeah, so uh, we're on LitHub, uh, which is a great site in general for everybody to check out. And um, we're one of the podcasts there. Um, Yeah. And then reach out to me, uh, whatever, on Twitter. Do you want to talk about anything else? Your play? Anything? No, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a play. <laughs> it's no, already, no. it's past. It's over. <laughs> now I'm just writing movies. So, you know, I got nothing coming out anytime soon. So, And yeah. so if listeners want us to solve their reader problems, you can send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank Danielle and Kathy, who are on our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel, who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to help us feed our cats and Bria's 
uh, very old, adorable dog. You can buy reading glasses, tote bags, and shirts, and stickers, and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. There's a link in the show notes. And if you like the show, you can rate and review us on iTunes. It makes us really happy. It makes us feel really good about ourselves. Uh, it's, it helps us reach more readers. Uh, you can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at readinggpodcast, on Instagram at readingglassespodcast. And you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag readingglassespodcast. Thanks for listening, and thanks, thanks for reading. reading. So if you enjoyed this episode and you enjoy this podcast, remember it's Maximum Fun Drive right now. You can go to MaximumFun.org slash join right now and sign up to support us every month. There are different levels of support and even the first level gets you access to hours of fun bonus reading glasses content. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate the support from you. Putting the show out every week, especially in a pandemic, is a lot of work that is only made possible from listeners like you. Plus, you get gifts and rewards, and you help us to reach our goals. Uh, Check our social media right now. We're recording this ahead of time, so we don't know how many uh, subscribers we have right now. But check check it out and see where we're at, because we have our own personal reading glasses goals, and we want to make sure you know where we're at as well, and you can help us reach these fun little internal goals that we set for ourselves. And oh my God, wait till you folks get to see this year's pin. It's this library user on it and it is so cute. And the only way to get it is to sign up with this year's drive. And remember, if we get a certain amount of new supporters, I have to read the Bible. That is right. (laughs) That is right. (laughs) It's very exciting. We're going to have a lot of fun this year. We know we're in a quarantine. We know money's tight. We know things are tough. So we're making it as fun as possible for all of us. Um, And and y'all know this will be funny and fun. Tune into our Instagram tonight at 7 p.m. at PST, PST, where we'll be talking about this more. We'll be giving out book recommendations for those who gave today. And we just want to see you. Even if you didn't get to give, even if you can't give, tune into our Instagram. Show us some support just by showing up. Remember, folks, that's MaximumFun.org slash join right now.